It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Making your cat happy is a number one priority. Priority number two is keeping a clean litter box. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter helps you do both. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter traps waste at the surface with less crumbles and absorbs more waste and odor compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Litter at a store near you today. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we continue into off-season mode here on the show. But starting on July 18th, we will be back with our Monday through Friday schedule as the Carolina Panthers report to training camp down in Spartanburg on the campus of Wofford College. Go Terriers on July 26th and start our practice on July 27th. Make sure to follow the show by subscribing to us over on YouTube where you can watch every single episode, and you can also listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, TuneIn, does not matter. You can find every episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast and all of the podcasts part of the Locked On Podcast Network there, wherever you find your podcasts. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday... Like today, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. You can either at me or DM me at Julian Council to participate on the weekly Friday mailbag. Not a ton of questions this week, which is totally fine. That means we'll just have a short and sweet show here on Locked on Panthers and everyone can get on the road and hopefully be safe if you are traveling during this 4th of July period. Let's go ahead and start off with uh, Renan. I believe is how I pronounce his name. He says, hey, Julian, love the show. Here is one for Friday. Thank you, Renan. He says, I know you are not that big of in, big into fantasy football, but ESPN Plus just released an article on safest bets for every team, and one of their analysts, Joe Pisapia, never heard of him, said the Panthers didn't have any safe pick. I know CMC is far from safe, but what does this tell you about how underrated DJ Moore is? Is this only because we are a smaller market team or is there something out there against the Panthers? Keep pounding. I don't think anyone's against the Carolina Panthers at all uh, when evaluating them fantasy-wise. Christian McCaffrey, the last couple of years prior to always getting injured, at least the last two years getting injured, was considered the top running back. I would still take Christian McCaffrey and cross my fingers and hope that he does not get injured. 
And, but it's not a safe bet because the last couple seasons, well, as we've talked about, he's only played 10 games. And during that period of time, the Carolina Panthers have been 10 and 23. They didn't win all the games that he played, but they've obviously missed Christian McCaffrey out there as they don't have a quarterback and they need McCaffrey to really supplement the fact that they don't have a starting quarterback that they can rely on and that scares defenses. As far as DJ Moore, he doesn't score touchdowns. That's not on him. That's on the quarterback. And as long as the quarterback is in flux, yes, DJ puts off a lot of good yardage, but do you really want a wide receiver who doesn't score touchdowns? So I would say no. So no, I'm not big into talking about fantasy football because not really everyone wants to hear about people's fantasy teams. I can certainly always try and help you all and lead you uh, the, the right path when it comes to your fantasy team. And I do play fantasy because I'm in this league with my friends that I want to quit, but I can't get out of it because everyone else has already quit or a lot of people already have. And I just, I don't know, I feel obligated to keep playing. So yeah, I guess I kind of understand we're coming uh, when it comes to this offense, like there's no really safe bets at all. The quarterback's on a safe bet. Uh, McCaffrey, if he's healthy, is fantastic. There's no safe bet he's going to be healthy. And DJ Moore just doesn't score enough touchdowns. So I kind of understand where he's coming from there. Don't think there's any bias out there towards the Panthers. Because honestly, why would anyone really be biased towards a team that hasn't been in the playoffs since 2017? All right, moving on now to Brandon, who asked me, did you see Bleacher Report um, article about the Carolina having one of the worst defenses next year? Hmm. Then they went on to blame Sam. I don't know what question I'm going to ask. I'm just furious at all the hate next week. It's going to be special teams. Can't take the hate, man. LOL. So Brandon just really came here to vent. Didn't have much of a question at all. Um, I did not see that article that you mentioned there. Uh, I don't see how the Panthers would have one of the worst defenses next season. Were they as good last year as they looked in the first couple, uh, really the first half of the season? Uh, probably not. They're not great against the run. The hope is now when you add in Damian Wilson, you have Shaq here and maybe even Frankie Louvu starting in that linebacker spot that they can be better against the run. And Derek Brown has to step up this season. And Matt Ioannidis is coming over after spending time with Washington. And even Itor Grossmatos is someone who could potentially set the edge. And that was one thing that Scott Fitterer talked about going into this, the offseason, that they wanted to find someone on the defensive line that could set the edge. I don't know if they have someone like that, but I think Gross Matos might be able to fulfill that role. I just don't see with Dante Jackson back and J.C. Horn and Jeremy Chin, you add Xavier Woods, you have another first-rounder in C.J. Henderson. How is this going to be a defense that would be among the worst in the NFL this upcoming season? Would it be because, like, last season when they tapered off in large part because of injuries to the secondary, Dante, J.C., um, Bouye had an injury. You also had uh, Stephon Gilmore who got injured. Where you're, you're down to the Keith Taylors and the Rashawn Melvins, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about Keith Taylor. He certainly is a young prospect that could be a starter down the road here in Carolina. When you land on your fifth, sixth corners, then yeah, you're going to struggle defensively. And when you're out there all game long, like in the Minnesota game, because the offense was terrible, and it's not it was not a shining example of great D by Carolina that day against Kirk Cousins and that Vikings offense, but still. The Panthers' offense didn't do anything all day long until the final three minutes of the game. And that was kind of what happened all season long, especially coming out of halftime where you wondered what were they doing in there, passing out orange slices? Well, what was the game plan going to the third quarter? So I don't see how this can be one of the worst defenses. And if they want to question special teams, they brought in all-pro punter and Johnny Hecker. Zane Gonzalez had a career year last year. And Chris Tabor, who's the new special teams coordinator, annually has top 10 special teams units. 
don't worry about what they're saying out there. I mean, Bleacher Report, I mean, are they really even considered like an organization that you even care about, like as far as a publication? It's not like ESPN or CBS Sports or Sports Illustrated's Bleacher Report. Let's not get too caught up in what they have to say. All right, take a quick pause here, and I'll come back and answer more of your questions here on the Weekly Friday Mailbag on Locked on Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this season of Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Okay, let's get to the rest of your questions here on this edition of the weekly Friday mailbag. The mailbag will be gone next week as I will be on vacation, uh, but we will be back on the 15th. So make sure to get more questions in as we are light this week, which is fine. This is your opportunity to participate with the show, and I'll answer whatever questions you guys send in to me. I always try to answer everyone's questions. So again, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, either at me, but really just go ahead and DM me, and I will answer your questions here on the show. Moving on now to Lars, as we've had people in Canada, we got folks over in Scotland, Ireland, England, I think Brazil, Argentina that listen to the show, add Germany to the list. And I wonder, and Lars, I got to DM you back because I want to know, did you become a Panther fan because of the whole Panther marketing deal that they have going on there in Germany where eventually, like Tampa Bay this upcoming season, who's going to be playing the first NFL game, I believe in Munich, the Panthers will, I think, maybe in 2023, be there and if they're in germany i'm going i didn't get to go to the london game a couple years ago at tottenham hotspur stadium i honestly wish it would have been at wembley because i've been really cool to go see that after watching so many games there over the years as being a liverpool supporter but if they're in germany i'm going but lars thanks for your support he says hey julian greetings from germany which is so cool that we have someone who listens to the show in germany he says first of all thanks for producing such a great podcast i'm listening to it every free minute i have thank you lars for your support uh, he says back to my question it's great to have luke keekley back as a little part of the organization but there are plenty of jobs where his skill set can help the organization more than being on the radio in which job do you think he can help the organization the most in the future the obvious choice in my opinion is the linebackers coach huh that would be a good start if luke keekley wanted to be a coach and that's the thing that i've been saying and I said this the other day when I talked about Luke joining the broadcast team for seven games, six home games, and one home game in his hometown 
back in Cincinnati uh, against the fake Queen City and the Bengals. When Luke retired, I just wanted Luke to go and take a break from football. And immediately, he became a scout, which, fine. Can't get away from it. I get it. That's what he wanted to do. But I just wanted him to go out there, find a river, and go fish for trout. That's what I wanted him to do for a year. Just stand out there and, and go fishing all the time. Don't worry about football. I saw him in ESPN recently on NFL Live. Yes, he's gone up to hang out in Buffalo and Washington with Robin Rivera and with Brandon Bean in Buffalo and Sean McDermott, some of his old friends here in Carolina. So it's been there's thoughts. There was always thoughts of what Luke could do. Could he be he could be a GM? Could he be a scout? He's already done that. Could he be, be on TV? He's tried that out. Now he's going to do the whole radio thing. I think Luke Keekley could do whatever he wants as it pertains either broadcasting or being on the field football-wise as a coach or being in the booth as a GM. So for me, I just want to do what makes him happy. And clearly being around football makes him happy. And being in the booth to talk about the Carolina Panthers, I think that's great that we get to listen to him because it felt so premature that his career ended. Now, he did play nine seasons. We understand health-wise and physically why he had to hang it up. It still just kind of sucks that we didn't get to see more of Luke Keekley the last couple seasons here in Carolina, especially as a team, has not been very good. And we could certainly use him in the run game. So I don't know necessarily how he could up the organization the most. We've seen already with Dan Morgan, who played linebacker here, who spent time in Seattle with Scott Fitterer and in Buffalo with Brandon Bean that he's now an assistant general manager. And one day, I'm sure if they have success here in Carolina and considering where he's been, that he will get an opportunity to be a GM in the National Football League, which would be great for Dan. Maybe that's the Luke Keekley path. TV-wise, I did tune in when I saw him on, on ESPN. Really, when guys step up, they, they have it. Like with Drew Brees, didn't have it. Tony Romo had it immediately. And yes, you can be coached. It takes time. Obviously, for that, I would love to see Luke Keekley in a personnel role within the organization if he wants to be a part of the organization in a manner that helps him on the field. I would love to see that one day, Luke Keekley being uh, an assistant general manager, being a uh, player personnel director, whatever role that they think would make sense for him to help out in Carolina. And that doesn't have to be in Carolina. He can go anywhere else, wherever he wants to be, wherever it makes him happy. That's all I really want for Luke Keekley, And I just want him also to be happy and whole as a concussion certainly worry me about his long-term health as you know, that is obviously a concern down the road, you know, praying for him. Glad to have him back. That's all that really matters to me in my, at this point in time. So appreciate you listening, Lars. And for the question, man, um, now moving on to, I believe you said your name was Coke. <laughs> I, 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 I hope I don't, I don't maybe miss an R was it Coker. I don't know. Um, but going to Coke's question, and this is not Coca-Cola. Uh, I said for the Friday mailbag, what are reasonable expectations for CJ Henderson this year? And am I crazy for still being optimistic about him? No, you're not crazy. When Scott Fitterer traded for CJ Henderson at the time, after JC Horn went down in the second half of that week, three game on the road, Thursday night football against the Texans, it felt very reactionary. It's like, all right, you just lost your first round pick who, was awesome in those first three games. I think he only gave up one reception and five targets for eight yards in the first three games as a starter here in Carolina. And he didn't get to go up against really any top-notch wide receivers, which will be interesting to see how he plays this season, if he can stay healthy and go up against some of the top guys in the NFL. But still, J.C. Horn was supposed to be a solid starter for you the entire season, and we didn't get to see him. So when he went down, it felt like they were bringing in C.J. Henderson to try and play that role. He played a little bit of that Dallas game week one, it was kind of in the way that Cam Newton talked about. He was thrown out there two days after signing. 
pretty similar with CJ Henderson. Although when he came in, there was AJ Bouye here. There was Dante Jackson. They had depth where it didn't, he wasn't called upon to be a starter day one. And now he's still not going to be asked to be the top corner or even the second guy. He's going to probably play the nickel cornerback role. He's a top 10 pick back in 2020. And Scott Bitter said that the move was for the future. It wasn't for the now, it was for the future. And people were asking, I I honestly did a show that day, be like, Panthers in win now mode. Because to me, it looked like, okay, let's go get a corner because our corner just went down. Now, the Gilmore move was probably more so the win now mode deal. Even though we didn't get to see a ton of Stefan as he was on, as he limited himself as far as snaps until after the bye week when he was ready to go. And then once that happened, he only played like two or three games, like basically the majority of snaps before going down for the rest of the season. Yes, still be excited about CJ Henderson. Like with Derek Brown, this is a very important year for him as the fifth-year option is up coming up this next offseason, 2023 in May. The Panthers have to decide with him and Derek Brown that they want to exercise those options. He has to show something this year that proves that he is worth investing in. And if he doesn't, then it's going to be a very easy decision for Scott Fitter and the Carolina Panthers. Same thing with Derek Brown. He has to show that he's worth being invested in because that's a lot of money. And the last two seasons, well, not, well, I guess not the last two seasons, but yeah, the last two seasons, they've gone out and they've done the obvious things. So Brian Burns this offseason and last year of DJ Moore and then, you know, the whole Sam Darnold thing. So I don't think you, I mean, the reasonable expectations are for him to start at nickel corner. Like he needs to be able to beat out Miles Hartsfield. Having Hartsfield as someone who's come in, started as a UDFA at Ole Miss, you love that. But if Henderson, you trade for him and he's a first round talent, that's the guy who needs to be starting at nickel corner not Miles Hartsfield. So him starting as a nickel, that should be the reasonable expectation for CJ Henderson this upcoming season, in my opinion. Um, final question now coming from Steven. Um, he says, how do you feel about DJ Moore's value after seeing all the wide receiver deals signed this offseason? Thanks for giving us something to listen to during the offseason. Keep up the good work. Yeah, you, thank you, Steven, and you're welcome, man. Um, Yeah, hold on. I did see – oh, I saw a tweet the other day because when – um. Who, who the wide receiver, when Terry McLaurin finally signed his deal up in Washington, someone had given a breakdown of all the wide receiver contracts from this offseason. And of course, I can't find it. I think it was the uh, My Sports Update guy, Ari Myrov, who's now a PFF as an insider, even though he doesn't report any, even though he doesn't break any news. Um, ooh, that was shade. My bad, Ari. Uh, let's see, Terry McLaurin. This is such bad podcast right now. Okay. I'm just trying to find if I can find the tweet because the breakdown of it all, of what these guys made this off season is insane. Um, I can't find it, but I think they got DJ on a good deal. When you look at what happened with AJ Brown getting traded, what you saw with Tyreek Hill made, what you've seen from, I mean, we're going to see what happens with DK, but yeah, I mean, 20 million a year. That's not bad at all. Cause let's see. It was three years, 60-something. I mean, that obviously that makes sense. Can't find my notes. But three years, 60-something. I, I think they got a good deal for DJ Moore. And really, to me, it wasn't necessarily the price. As you're asking about value, it was that there was no drama. Mike Vrabel was saying, as long as I'm here in Tennessee, AJ Brown's going to be a Titan. What, a couple days later? It was like a week later. He's a he's an eagle. McLaurin that worked out, but in Tyree Kill that was just something that I was weird. He was gone. 
Like the fact there's been no drama when it comes to contracts here, that's a good thing. Now, content-wise, it would be accepted because there'd be something to talk about. But as far as what we've had to deal with, I'm happy about that. So I think it's a good value. They got it from DJ Moore. Um, actually, just got a, as I was recording, did get another question. This one from uh, Kendrick, um, who says, really appreciate the content that you put out for us, my guy. Real pleasure to hear your perspective on the team. If you could do a sit-down, all-access interview of anyone in the front office or coaching staff, who would you choose and what would that conversation cover? Bonus question, which Panther player did you irrationally believe in that disappointed you? My answer is 100% David Geddes. Oh, my God. Uh, first one, if I could interview anybody, well, Steve Wilkes is the first name that came to mind. I would love to talk to Steve Wilkes just about what happened in Arizona. Like he's, he has the lawsuit that he's joined with Brian Flores of talking, um, suing the NFL on having alleged um, discriminatory hiring process. So I want to talk to him about just his, his experience with that. And, you know, having been here in Charlotte, what's it like to be a hometown guy now coaching for the Carolina Panthers, having started at John C. Smith, he'd be someone I would want to talk to. If I could talk to anybody over there in that organization. Um, and then, irrational confidence in as far as a Panther player. Hmm. I don't really feel like I ever get like too like excited about anybody. Um, I mean, I love Derek Brown coming out of Auburn. So maybe Derek Brown, but I don't, I, I wasn't thinking like he was going to be a hall of famer. I, I never really said that. I, I don't think I really have an answer for you there. Uh, there's gotta be somebody who just didn't pan out. I didn't think Whitehead was going to be that awful. <laughs> like I was never someone who was all, all who's calling Kyle Allen the franchise. I was sitting there saying how he couldn't beat out Kyle Postman, the Eric King when he was at Houston. I don't have, I don't really have an answer for this one, to be honest with you. I cannot think of a name of someone. I was like, yeah, this guy's gonna be incredible. And then they're terrible. And it's one of those things too. When we'll get there in training camp, it's like the hard knocks effect where they spend so much time focusing on a guy who's at the end of the roster who might not make the team. And it's like, why do we just waste half an episode on this dude's story when he's not going to make the team? And if he does, he's only going to be a special teams guy. That's what kind of feel like happens. Like Cole Luke was one of those guys. I'm sure people are like, yeah, Cole Luke was going to be that dude. Now in Washington, he's found a role, which is great for him. But again, same staff, Ron Rivera. All right, it's like one more quick pause. I'll come back and then wrap up the show here on Locked On Panthers. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. All right, back here on Locked on Panthers. Going to wrap up this edition of the show. Let y'all know what's going on next week. So I will be off on vacation. 
fingers crossed that the Carolina Panthers don't make a move for a quarterback. I know that's going to happen. Like as soon as I leave town, that they're going to trade for Baker Mayfield. And if that happens, then I will be back here and I will do shows all next week, uh, which I don't want to do, but I'll do it because that's what I'm signed up to do here. But either way, if nothing happens like that, nothing breaking, well, there will be our roster breakdowns next week. So we'll do three positions a day. We'll have quarterbacks. We'll have running backs and wide receivers on Monday on 4th of the ju- July. And you can get to it whenever you can. Then on Wednesday, uh, we'll have offensive line, tight ends, and special teams. And on Friday, we'll save the best for last. Talk about the defense, D-line, linebackers, and secondary. So that will be all of next week. So Monday, skill positions, uh, the linemen, and tight end kind of goes with that, special teams, and then on Friday, the entire defense. So make sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube for that. Check us out on all the podcasting platforms to be able to listen to those shows. So those are already recorded in a can for you. You'll notice I'm wearing the exact same shirt the entire time, so do not send any comments being like, does this guy, like, ever shower? Come on, don't, don't do that. Don't do Don't do me like that. So that's what's coming up next week on the show. So no weekly Friday mailbag next week, but it's okay. Still follow me. Still at me, still DM me. If you have ever a question, like, just get them in. Like, get them in now. Because, I mean, we were light this week, only had six, which is fine. Not a big deal. But you get those questions into me, and I will get to them on the 15th. So, the next 14 days, if you got a question, you got multiple questions, send them in, and we'll have a big mailbag edition in two weeks' time. But in the meantime, y'all, travel safely. Like, be seriously. Like, stay safe out there. Don't blow your hands off of fireworks. Don't be stupid. Um, but enjoy time with family. If you're going on vacation, of course, you know, enjoy that time to get away. And of course, keep pounding. And I will talk to y'all on Monday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.